0: Greetings and welcome to episode number 56 of the podcast. Today I have Mr. Kenny Flowers himself on the pod. Kenny is obviously the owner of the Kenny Flowers Swimwear, Resortwear, and now Golf Line, which MKW Creative Co. had a hand in helping to design and develop. We talk about that process. We talk about Kenny Flowers as a whole. We talk about growing a brand from the bottom up and starting from living with your grandma in Bali all the way to running an international company of grand proportions. Uh, So enjoy the episode and let us know what you think.
1: Kiss My Aesthetic, Branding, Marketing, Entrepreneurship.
0: You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co., where we build brag-worthy brands through visual identity design and social media. You're in the right spot for branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice. So enjoy the episode. Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Today, I have Kenny Flowers himself in the flesh. Mr. Kenny, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey there. How's it going, Michelle?
0: We're so excited to have you on. I am so excited to just know you in general. And I always get absolutely tickled when I see Kenny Flowers out in the wild, people wearing the swim or the shirts. And I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. That's a cool, such a cool feeling. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll have plenty of those little stories um, sprinkled throughout the podcast. <laughs> there's Wilson. For anyone who doesn't know you, can you tell us who you are, what you do, and how you got started?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name's Kenny Hayesfield. I'm the founder of Kenny Flowers, which is a modern resort wear brand who you know, we're designing for men, women, doing everything from printed button-down shirts to matching swimwear. We're really just having a lot of fun evolving our brand as the years go on.
0: And you have such a cool origin story. And we kind of overlapped on some of the travel interests. You spent a lot of time in Bali, one of my favorite places. Can you tell us how you made the switch from the corporate world into the Kenny Flowers world?
1: Of course. So I was consulting for IBM. I was working in their user experience uh, ad agency department. And I was living the New York City life out of college, just working away and you know having some fun here and there on weekends. But what really, um, felt right when the idea for Kenny flowers came about was to get on the ground and really figure out how to design a Hawaiian shirt. I went into this with zero background, zero fashion experience. And when I found out that I could actually go to Bali and design my product, start my brand on the ground there, it was, it was a no brainer. I, um, Hopped on a one way ticket. You know, I went straight to Bali. It was early February 2015. And I spent those next few months not working in a cubicle, but really just opening up my world, trying something completely new and falling even more in love with an island that I think just brings out everybody's best selves, creativity. Yeah, if you haven't been, it's definitely a place to check out once you can travel again.
0: Yeah, you got to go. Bali has there's some magic there. Like there's something that happens from an inspiration creativity standpoint. I was there much later than you. I was February 2019. So I can only imagine what it was like in 2015. Like it must have been different but the same?
1: Yeah, you could tell something special was starting there. At the time it wasn't very well traveled for Americans, but that really started to change and it started to become a place that was completely Consistent with that concept of the digital nomad, about working remote, um, all of these things that have really been coming to life these past few years really started with that concept of, you know what, if I have a laptop, if I have an internet connection, why not work from a place like Bali and get to know other entrepreneurs, other people on the ground with a similar mindset to that and see what we can all build in our own fields.
0: Absolutely. There's also a huge like Australian influence in Bali. Did that play into kind of the did you meet some crazy Aussies there? You must have.
1: There's no way to not meet crazy crazy Aussies Aussies when you're in Bali.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
1: But no, it was it was great. I mean, you learn so much when you put yourself in a new culture and a new place. And I really felt like I did the best I could to get involved in, you know, on the ground efforts within Bali, as well as meeting the people that were coming. It was a great place for my friends to come visit. It was a great place for people to, even if they weren't, say, building out an on the ground business or concept, still come work for a month, two months, three months from. And I still think the people that I met and connected with back then are, um, you know, people worth staying in touch with today.
0: Absolutely. I feel the same way about the people I met in Bali. Like I I'm on a DM messaging basis with them on all the time. It's so funny how it like brings people together in that way. So you're in Bali. You're like, I'm starting this Hawaiian t-shirt company. People probably told you you were nuts or like, Oh, look, Kenny's out on vacation. Cause as soon as you're a digital nomad, everyone assumes like, Oh, it must be nice to be on vacation all the time. You're Like I'm working, yeah. I'm working guys. Um, work hard, play hard, travel hard, of course. Uh, I've got to imagine that like Bali had a pretty big influence design wise. I get very inspired by travel. Obviously, you have prints in your collection that are very inspired by travel. Was that always the case, or did you start with just some like classic Hawaiian shirt for the modern era?
1: Yeah, I mean, my goal was really to go in and put a modern remix on this classic Hawaiian shirt. And of course, now you see a lot more short sleeve button downs out and about. But if you think seven years ago, Mm-hmm. It was really at the beginning stages where there weren't companies based around it at all. There was maybe like one or two super basic options from the big box retailers. And that's what led me to wanting to bring this new wave of design into the button down shirt game was I I couldn't find anything for myself. I had hand-me-down Hawaiians from my dad that you know I wore way more than I should have. And when it got to that stage of, oh, maybe it's time I actually buy a new shirt for myself, I just couldn't find anything. And that, yeah, it led me to a place, Bali, which is really, it's a tropical paradise. It's an island that brings out um, such a creative energy. And I really wanted to not just create a shirt or just create a product that would be simple to do through emails if I didn't care about the details and had a big factory set up somewhere somewhere. But I wanted to get on the ground and make sure that what I was creating really embodied and had Bali, it had the tropics with it. So when somebody put on the shirt, they could feel that tropical energy coming through and would just get them excited for the day or whatever they have next on their agenda.
0: Yeah. And and you and I got to work together, which was really exciting through Christina, your beautiful wife, your beautiful bride. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And we got connected through Lindsay Silverman from Hotel Lobby Candle. There's so many through lines. And I got to know your brand and kind of got to know the story and understand really the whole architecture of the whole thing, because there's so much more now than there was in 2015, 2016 when you started, right? There's all these different branches. There's all these offshoots of Kenny Flowers. So can you give us like the Cliff Notes version of everything you've got going on?
1: yeah absolutely. So I mean, we have Kenny flowers that's the the brand that I started back in twenty fifteen. It started with a Hawaiian shirt or an hawaiian inspired shirt, and it really is morphed from there. The first couple years, I didn't really know what I was doing. Luckily, my friends and friends of friends were huge fans of the shirts I was making, and they helped me get that word of mouth marketing really going to uh allow the brand to grow. Um, but in those next few years, what happened was Christina, my now wife, she came along and she you know, brought something to the table that I just didn't have doing this as a solo venture, which was that ladies' touch. And from the beginning, we had female customers that were still buying our shirts as boyfriend fits, girlfriends, wives of customers, all saying, when will Kenny Flowers have something for the ladies? And finally, if we had Christina enter the picture and she walked in with so much passion and excitement to bring that same level of care that I have for the guy's side of the business to the women's line. And that's something that's really created this unique brand for us because we're not a, now we're not, you know, we're not a men's first brand. We're not a ladies first brand. It's really, you're going to get top quality, cared for product regardless of what you're purchasing from us. And what was really special when she was getting started was that, you know, we were, we were designing for destinations for vacations we were doing, you know, she comes in, if you think of us as, you know, where we were at with our relationship, then a a couple years into dating,
0: it can be a risky endeavor. That could be a risk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it worked we're, out we're, wonderfully for you guys, but <laughs> oh,
1: of, of course. And we, you know, we work really well together, but you know, with it being jet set Christina and having her elevated upscale tastes, we kind of found out or quickly realized, you know, Kenny Flowers is like a great overarching brand, but let's do something to kind of play to that relationship, that concept of the girlfriend that has the little extra taste and extra fancy touch to um to what she prefers and what she wants. And, and the boyfriend that's really, gonna
0: go along with it.
1: Exactly, uh-huh. exactly. And you know, the bottom line is they're both gonna have a great time in paradise, but just the you know, the matter of arriving and getting there was really something that we had fun thinking about playing off of and that led to us creating the watercolors line which is you know it's a sub brand of kenny flowers but it really hits on the lady side of things and gives it this you know i'm sitting poolside the sun is shining the champagne is sparkling it's a beautiful day type of energy
0: absolutely and It's so clear how the two of them mirror both of your personalities in a really beautiful way. Like you said, Christina's bringing the the lust for the finer things and kind of the attention to detail and her cuts are so flattering. And like, it really, I think she has such a good understanding of what women want. And then I think you too, like you have such a good understanding of like what the dudes want. Like, I want to be fun. I want to be able to put on a cunnyflower shirt and walk in and be the life of the party and like have a grand old time. Like that makes so much sense for like who each of you guys are. And then to see that personified in the brand, like it's no surprise that people are all about it.
1: Well, no, thank you so much for saying that. That's very, very kind. And honestly, what I think creates the brand that we have today, it's really whether you're a huge company or one just starting the importance of being authentic to who you are in what your product is. It's, it's essential. Like you might be able to, you know, fake it a little bit if you're starting something that doesn't align to who you are, but really it's going to eventually come through that that doesn't click or make sense. If I was, if I quit my job, moved to Bali and wanted to make suits and ties, no one would buy that. Like, that's not what you want from Kenny Flowers as a brand. And similarly for Christina, she lives her life in bikinis. She's been passionate about whether it was swimming in high school to traveling to the most sought after destinations and, you know, wearing bikinis there. She had such a feel for it. There's no one better to do it. So it really, that comes across, I think, to our customers. Which a lot of people try to pay a lot of money to try to create that effect. And for us, that comes natural, you know, very naturally. And we're able to just do what we, what we love every day and get that reflected on a bigger and bigger scale as we grow.
0: And it becomes like an extension of your brand, like every touch point. And this is always what I'm trying to like educate my clients on and talk about in the Facebook group and stuff, is like, branding is not about just the one action of making the logo and slapping it all over everything. Like you're considering every touch point. And you guys have done this so smart with like the coconut buttons and thinking about where the sunglasses go and on the swim side, like making sure things are lined well. So if it's a white swimsuit, you're not getting like, you're not showing everything once it's soaking wet. Like there's a lot of thought and intention in that. And all of those touch points then become like the extension of the brand. So it's, it's really like, I think those are the brands that are meant to last. And those are the brands that people are happy paying whatever it costs for, because they appreciate that kind of attention to detail. Um, let's talk about country club.
1: Also. Oh, absolutely. I was just going to add quickly before we get to the country yeah, yeah, club. Yeah. that I mean, we, we really are our customers. Oh, completely. So like you said, like figuring out what details matter, whether it's coconut buttons or making sure the white is white bikini isn't see-through like mm-hmm. those are all things that we've either had experiences where you put a shirt on and you say why am i wearing plastic buttons or you buy this expensive white one piece and it's see-through and you're like what the heck like what did i just spend for that's not me so we really do try to try to think through those experiences and our travels that we've had to make sure that that it does really align with what people um, will want in their own experiences.
0: And you're creating that loyalty out of that experience because people I think want that like tactile feeling, especially with things like clothing or candles or I mean, things you buy for your home, your bedding, like you want to feel like it's up to par for your expectation, but it almost like blows your expectation. Like it becomes so addictive. You want to tell everyone about it.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's what's your personal brand? What's your social capital? So Mm -hmm. is it a person, you know, if you're a person that likes nice things, wants to associate with going to the Malfi Coast, being the person that when they're at home, they want, you know, a hotel lobby candle because Mm -hmm. that to them feels like what they are like that. That's incredibly important. You need to... um, yeah, you know, like, you know, you're shaping your life, everybody wants to be able to live their lives in in their way. And, you know, we are fortunate to have those freedoms in a lot of ways. So what you have, what you wear, what you support, really, that's what that's what we're about. As a business is being not not just like I said, creating a product or doing something we want, like we're trying to like actually support these like local economies in the places that we're Creating our clothing, whether it's Bali or Columbia. And I know a lot of other brands that people do get excited or develop deeper relationships with. There's usually something that connects and clicks and matters to them. And that's always worth applauding yourself for.
0: Would you say that this is a uniquely millennial phenomenon? Do you think that this is something that millennials care more about than boomers?
1: I think it's something that's evolved with our generation because we're showing so much more than our previous generation was like just the social channels that we have like do our parents stay in touch with every person that they went to high school and college and worked with no absolutely not maybe their best friend from here and there but everything we're doing it's on display to a lot a lot more people and you can stay in touch on a day-to-day basis so just kind of looping it back to 2015 I was wearing my dad's Hawaiian shirt, like I would say every weekend. And it got to the point where people started in real life saying, Hey, like, do you own any other shirts? Are but the good, reality bro? is, yeah. <laughs> but, that, but, but I also like starting a business, you know, the main thing people would say is, Oh yeah, you only need one Hawaiian shirt for that occasion, that luau every year. You don't need a closet full. You don't need multiple. And that's where I was seeing the world differently And I was seeing, hey, people are capturing people on camera more. They're seeing a Snapchat of a group a week ago. And then you see that person the next week. And then they post like you just you can't be wearing the same Hawaiian shirt every weekend, essentially, in my, you know, in my world. And I just realized, you know what, there's different occasions got we're about to go into kind of like a market where guys do want more printed shirts, they do want to express who they are. Or what type of energy they're giving off. And I think that a good shirt really gives off a good energy and brings out smiles, laughter, good times, um, not just for the person wearing it, but those around them too.
0: And again, like what the perfect storm of all of those things that you talked about, right? Like the shift in lifestyle, the shift in how we document our lives, how we stay in touch with people, the internet age. Just before this, I was listening to on Armchair Expert, Eric Schmidt, who's the former Google CEO talking about like the internet revolution and also he talked about TikTok he talked about all kinds of like really interesting stuff but he was describing like the internet is no longer a luxury it's fundamental
1: mm-hmm. like we
0: can't we can't imagine existing now without the internet and he says the first computers he was working on were 1 millionth like the the speed of iPhones. Now I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this. The speed of smartphones now is one millionth of a percentage faster. I'm going to totally screw this up. Basically his old computers were so slow that phones are now a million times faster than the first computers he was ever working on. And that's in his own lifetime.
1: Yeah. It's all just happening a lot quicker now.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's not going away, which is part of it too. And I think part of building a brand now is like accepting that and accepting having like an omnipresent brand that is of course online is of course like through the internet, but then to extend past that internet persona into that tactile, that's what we were talking about before. Like that's really where the brand capital is, is like, that's the social capital is being able to have that, have everything feel consistent the whole way through. It's exciting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll add on that, like things have gotten, you know, they've sped up so much, like even starting a business. I think about when I started in 2015, I like to think that I did a lot of things my own way, which, which I really did do at the time. But the reality is it was at that beginning stage where people were starting brands. The key to success in marketing was Facebook, Instagram ads. And once you could figure that out as your company, you were in a good spot to grow and to keep growing. And I think that what's happened in these last couple of years is things have sped up so quickly. There's really not a recipe for success or a a clear playbook as a direct-to-consumer brand. Sure, you should have Shopify. Sure, you should have some automated emails, some Facebook this and that. But you're one TikTok away from blowing up and selling out a year of inventory. You could talk to the right person about how to create NFTs that are super cool and unique to your brand. And before you know it, like you're a web three brand, not, Mm -hmm. you know, not one Mm -hmm. that's living in 2021, 2022. So I think it's just, things are evolving so quickly and yeah, there's just so many avenues to play. It's, I think a good chance for people to to take advantage of that and find what works for them and what their strengths are. Cause now there's more options.
0: There's so many options and it's so exhilarating. I think you and and myself and Christina, I'm going to throw her in there too. Like we all yeah. get very excited about the potential of where things could go. Like the metaverse is fascinating to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, Kenny flowers is going to exist in the metaverse someday. Like that's probably going to be the way that we're talking about the metaverse. I feel like is the way people were talking about Instagram and YouTube and like that's insane to think about, but also so exciting. Yeah. Like imagine yeah. playing a virtual round of golf at the Kenny Flowers go- like golf club with your headset on from the comfort of your own couch.
1: Exactly. I mean, there's even I mean, there's even like case study, not even case, studies, just like real things happening right now where there's like a golf brand that I'm pretty sure like raised enough money through NFTs to a private country club where now they can actually a country club and invite those people that own those nfts to play at this is like this will take years to actually build out and develop but it's just like there are i think we're at a stage where like a year ago it was laughable like no i i don't need a ape with a pink hat on Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you know like that concept was not understood by so many people but now we're just at this stage where i think like there actually are like applications and ways that you can kind of like leverage this new concept of internet and the ways that excite me the most are ways that relate back to just basic essential needs, like community building, getting people together. Like I love the idea of like the types of NFTs that might like create a club, but then it's like a club where, Hey, if you're actually in San Diego, you can meet up with these people and have a drink on the house. Cause you, you know, you purchased into this club, those types of concepts I'm like excited to see come to life and hopefully trying to I like mean, plan and play a little bit there. Imagine
0: too. being the person that buys the first Kenny Flowers Hawaiian shirt NFT and you have it in mm-hmm. your metaverse closet and it's not a real shirt, but you have the one of one original print NFT animated something crazy Hawaiian shirt. And then that's like, that could be like, Buying an original Warhol. Like, you don't know. Like, yeah. you may have your yeah. hands on something that's totally, that's so cool to me. I'm dying to have like an NFT expert on the podcast. I've got a few people I want to reach out to, um, but that's part of it. But we keep kind of poking and then getting distracted at this country
1: club idea. <laughs> let's right, talk about Kenny right. no, Flower's Country it. Club.
0: How did you come up with the idea? What was the inspiration? Hit us, hit us with it. Yeah.
1: I mean, So here we are, we're Kenny Flowers. Our goal is to really build out this concept of modern resort wear, but we're not doing that aimlessly or in a tactical manner. We're really trying to just think like, what does our customer want? Like, where do they want to be wearing Kenny Flowers? How can we get our brand in the right places where our brand can thrive? And what it all came back to, and I mean, I grew up playing the game, but Golf. And we were, you know, in, I'd say it was a project we wanted to take on for years, was really getting into the golf, the polo game. And 2020, 2021 really sped that up because suddenly, you know, we're all at home or we need to be more doing outside activities. Golf really picked up as a sport. And it got to the point where it really felt like the right time for us to actually make that jump. We had already been spending lots of time working with an amazing ethical factory that we found in in Portugal on designing our shirts. And recently, we were able to get over there, get on the ground with them, and and put together our first collection. So we knew that for Kenny Flowers, kind of building out this country club made a lot of sense to us. It really felt like it was um, a vibe we could embody. It felt like it was something that our customers would want. And there was really like, for us, the key differentiator was that once again, designing with guys in mind, designing with women in mind, like we had the concept to do something that was new to the game of golf, yet paying homage to that country club concept that we liked. And now we're in a position where we've really created this like first of a kind, like high quality polo that's like for guys and for girls. And we had so much fun detailing it. We had so many big ideas and it was really, really fun to bring it to life with you, Michelle. I mean, that oh my gosh, was like it was a blast. such a cool project.
0: And I, I love when someone comes to the table with the passion and the idea and where I'm picking up on that wavelength. It was a very similar feeling to hotel lobby candle where Lindsay says, I have this idea for a candle company, hotel lobby candle. And I felt like, do you remember that? So Raven. The television yes, show yes of like, course i go like and like my eyes focus in and i can see everything in my head like to like five years down the road of what it could look like and it's so crazy that's the feeling i had with Ken- you said kenny flowers golf and i'm like hell yeah. yeah sign me up i know totally what we could do with this and we yes, had so much fun I- with everything it was a blast oh yeah.
1: I mean, I, I remember specifically when that idea first came up, was presented, we were chatting about it. Like I could tell you were dialed in, you're like, yeah, I am confident I can design exactly what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And and that's really what you want from people on your team or people that you're working with, whether it's a designer or a customer support person, like whatever totally. the case is, like you want people that are fully bought in and excited by, by what's next.
0: Totally. And then I think the whole, you would kind of pitch me that you're like, I have this vision. I want to see a golf ball. That's also a coconut that's got an umbrella and like, it's gotta be vacation, but it's gotta be golf. And I, I think the same day you told me that. I was on my computer from like 8 p.m. until midnight because I was like, I have to do this right now. I like, I can't not do this exactly right now because it was right there. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. And then to take that, match it with the color palette, elevate everything, the country club aesthetic, like great timing for that. Like mm-hmm. that whole look is totally a vibe. Um and my sister who's a wedding planner, her her brand kind of like tickles on those ideas too, which worked out wonderfully. But yeah, I think that this is kind of like it is a new take and then the pandemic, so many people got into golf because of the pandemic and wanted to spend time outside and see their friends and drink and have a good time. And yeah. golf was like the perfect storm for that. It really seems awesome since launching golf. So you launched it was April. What was the date again? June. June 15th, 2021?
1: Twenty twenty? Yeah, we we launched in June last year.
0: June last year. So okay, it, yeah. It's,
1: it's only been a few months, but it has it's been insane. really exciting to bring to life. And kind of uh to your point of just how the game's evolved, how many more people are playing totally. now than ever? I played golf growing up and I played actually on like my high school team. And I just remembered, like, golf being such a, like, for me, just such a, like, focused sport, like, really serious. Like, I wanted to beat my best score every day. And, you know, the downside of golf is that it's it's a f- full-day activity. Like, you're out there pretty much all day. And when you're trying to, you know, build a business or start a career, it's a little hard to keep up the sport. So, I really was, like, a little distanced from the game besides the like once or twice a year round with like my dad or some friends but I really like am amazed to see how it's developed as a game and how it's just become such a like fun game and yeah. like I know this is like kind of funny coming out of my mouth but I really used to treat it as like this full focus sport but now you know I'm 31 and it's just a fun game to get out and play with some friends, have a beer, not take so seriously, play on a vacation. And I really realized there wasn't a golf brand doing that or appealing to that type of player. It was either like a super serious, we sponsor the pros and maybe we have a couple fun shirts here and there type of brand. Or it was ones that were like, kind of like too loud or even like disrespectful to the game and we just thought there was this really nice balance that that we could hit that you know pays homage to the country club the golf game that has developed but also is super fun entertaining and in the moment for right now
0: i think i'm identifying some themes throughout this interview of seeing opportunity and finding gaps in the market right? Which is the best trade an entrepreneur can have is say, wow, I noticed this criteria and this criteria and there's no bridge, right? So you did that kind of with the women's side, with the swimwear saying we need a women's touch to this otherwise like established getting their brand. And then same thing again with golf. Um, where do you feel like maybe Kenny flowers? I don't know how much you want to share, but where do you feel like you could see it going? Like where else do you feel like there are gaps in the market where you're like, I'm really interested in pursuing this possibility now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a that's a great question. I'm happy to, to share a bit. I do think it's really important as a brand to think of yourself more as a leader versus a follower. It's really easy to look and decide, oh, that's a competitor. Let me try to do what they're doing. Oh, now this person's doing this over here and you just play a chasing game and you don't really get to be you. So it's really important. And what I've really tried to make a full priority since the beginning of Kenny flowers. is just like, we're going to do this our way. And we're going to, like you said, fi- find the opportunities that excite us, make it like exciting for us to be a part of and just go forward with it and give it our all. Um, so this is pretty exciting. Cause I can actually share some of our next big developments, Yay. which um, we are officially launching kids clothes.
0: Yeah.
1: In January, February time. So oh really like probably around when this podcast drops in a in a couple of weeks or so, they'll be live on the site, which is super exciting. We've been getting asked for ages from our customer, really since the inception of Kenny Flowers, like, will you ever make kids' clothes? Like, oh, I'd love to like get this as a baby gift, like that type of deal. And it's um exciting because that's that's gonna be coming to life. Right now, and I'm really excited for where it can go. Ever since the beginning, my goal has been to make Kenny Flowers like a brand that can like span generations, both in like the timelessness of the clothing, but also the prints. Like we just yesterday had uh, got a DM from from someone, and she was saying, "I just showed up to my grandpa's 90th birthday party in Hawaii, and he was wearing a Kenny Flowers shirt." That he said he bought on the internet. Amazing.
0: And Amazing. I was like, there's
1: so much amazingness in there. And he looked so happy. And it was so cool to be a part of that celebration. So we're we're really excited to see what we can do by downsizing our, our clothing a little bit.
0: Heck yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. I had such a great moment. I was in Aruba. I told you guys a story. And we had driven all the way to the other side of the island to go to this absolute hole in the wall, fe- fresh, fresh, bleh, fresh, fresh fish fry say that five times fast
1: fresh not gonna try
0: nice and it because i had read all the reviews i'm totally like i love an anthony bourdain moment like off the beaten path like i'll go out of my way if i know it's delicious we went back two days in a row that's how good it was and ate the same thing where they pull the fish off the boat and they say which one do you want and you point to it and then they batter it fry it for you and hand it right on your plate like Amazing. Amazing. So good. And we're sitting there eating, and this couple walks by, and he's in Kenny Flowers trunks. And I was like, oh my gosh, Kenny Flowers. And he's like, what? (laughs) I was like, you're wearing Kenny Flowers trunks. And he goes, yeah, I don't know. My girlfriend bought them. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I started talking to her, and she's like, yeah, we bought it. We're on our honeymoon, and we bought a bunch of Kenny Flowers stuff to go on our honeymoon with. And I was like, no shit. That's so cool. It really does have that great community bond kind of feeling. And that's the best thing you could ask for as a brand.
1: Yeah, and I still don't know how to fully describe it. Honestly, obviously, like whenever Christina and I are somewhere and we spot people wearing Kenny flowers and watercolors, it's like the most amazing thing. Like it's it's why you work hard. It's why totally. you you do it all, and it is always just like such a like jaw dropping experience. I always come up to them. Like I would say, yeah. Like sometimes people are like equally excited. Other mm-hmm. times, like we're like fanboy, fan girl, like. They're Back the They're yeah. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you are literally wearing Kenny Flowers. That's so cool. But then we also hear about it from our friends and and that's what I love hearing too, where people will be like, Oh yeah, I ran into someone having Kenny Flowers, like grabbed a beer with him. Or yeah. we um totally got along on this boat that we were both on and like things like that. So it's just really exciting to see it kind of in that community building manner.
0: Tell us about the boat in Mexico when you guys were doing your photo oh, shoot.
1: Yeah, that was so fun. We um We really, you know, we try to have a lot of fun with our photo shooting and we work with like, we quote unquote work. We bring some of our best friends on vacation with us and make sure that, you know, we're wearing some new collections and we were out on a boat in Cabo right under, you know, the arch and it was this pretty iconic Cabo spot and the boat next to us, there were 12 girls on it and they were all wearing our bachelorette party sarongs. And it was so funny because we were like yelling at them, excited. We're like, oh my gosh, those are Kenny flower sarongs. And we were trying to say like, like one of the guys on the boat was like, this is Kenny, that is Christina. (laughs) And they just like, couldn't hear that part from a hundred feet away or whatever it was. But eventually after like 10 more minutes of this, like castaway communicating boat to boat, they uh they finally we caught on and it was such a cool experience. Yeah, that was. Do you highlight. believe in
0: like simulation theory? Because that's some like simulation shit. Like someone wrote the simulation to be like, and then when they're on their photo shoot, they're gonna pull up next to a boat.
1: <laughs> oh, it it's was, like seems it too was, good to be true. It was five minutes into the boat day. Like, insane. It felt planned. Like literally, our friends were like, "Did you stage that just to get us like excited Hyped. for the day?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, that was all natural and amazing."
0: Yeah, that's crazy. You said before you didn't have a word for describing that feeling. That feeling of like how do I describe this whole brand and the like the instant connection or the instant noticing of of the brand and like community aspect? I'm going to try to put my finger on it. I'm going to say it's Let's bragworthy. Bragworthy? It. Oh yeah. Bragworthy is our new TM. Just kidding. I don't have a trademark, but I probably should. That's our new yeah. tagline and rubric by which we take on projects for MKW Creative Co. So they've got to fit our Bragworthy qualities and it's an acronym and I'll share it on social at some point. But it's a, it's a combination of buildable brand assets, real, like relatable audience, active audience, and also growth mindset. So it's like those four criteria are how we're measuring if a project that comes to us is a good fit um so bragworthy now that i've told you how we create it what would you say qualifies like a bragworthy brand from a branding standpoint if you're thinking about the brands that you brag to your friends about where you're like oh my mm-hmm. god i found this brand you you you're going to love it because what do you think those qualities are
1: um i mean i think what we do best and what makes us bragworthy and in your in your uh, in your terminology is is that we Truly bring our ideas to life and then invite other people along for the ride. And whether that's the conception of virtual country club that we're um you know, going to do through our golf shirts or just simply a new design, like it starts with somewhere of, you know, what sounds really good while I'm sitting at home in a pandemic in 2020? Mm-hmm. Being on the Amalfi Coast having the time of my life. That sounds great right now mm-hmm. and we'll take it from that thought and we'll put our heart and soul into designing producing the actual swimwear the shirts etc for that experience and then we'll bring it to life you know obviously through more like the photo shooting side but last year being able to for christina and i to go on our honeymoon to the amalfi coast wearing our amalfi collection it felt you know it already felt whatever you'd want to call it, bragworthy, bragworthy like hmm cream of the crop. It just felt amazing. But then I would say the even better part was the follow-up to after that was a couple of the spots that we went to on the Amalfi Coast. Like we found this one beach club that had this amazing just like day set up right on the coast overlooking Positano. And we had like shouted out the like specific umbrella that we were at Basically, and through Jet Set Christina and like the Kenny Flowers audience throughout the rest of the summer, we were getting like the notes from people saying that spot was awesome, and they were sending pictures wearing Kenny Flowers at the specific spot there, and just the fact that we can, you know, really do that for people and and help them have like you know the best times and kind of pave that path or. Kind of point them in the right direction to have their own experiences is is I guess what what I would consider what we do,
0: and that's the bragworthy part. That's the stuff. That's the stuff where you go out of your way and you want to put it on your stories because you you've idolized or you've looked up to this brand. You feel like you're part of the community. You feel like you know the founders. You. You are taking their advice. Their advice pays off. You're wearing their clothes. You feel amazing. And then you're there and you're like, hell yeah, I made it. Like, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. And here I am and I'm enjoying it. And now I also want everyone to know I'm enjoying it. And not like a in-your-face braggadocious way. This is where Bragworthy is like, it kind of is a spinoff because I feel like it's more of a, it's it's a belonging kind of feeling. It's a, this is an experience that I want to remember forever. And I want to immortalize it. And I want it to be bragworthy in that I want people to ask me about it because I mm-hmm. want to tell them and I want to share how amazing it was. Like, that's for me, the bragworthy part. Obviously, I get so fired up talking about it, I could talk about it forever. But I think that's what the kind of brands I'm striving to work with, that's the kind of stri- brand I strive to be. And I think that that's what makes business so fun. It's way more yeah. fun to sell something oh. to someone that they don't need, but they want then just try to tell someone they need it.
1: Right, exactly. And I'll actually add like a completely different part of our business to that bragworthy conversation. Um, what we do really differently, you know, than other brands is we get on the ground where we make our product yeah. still at the size that we are and we have worked with small boutique factories 10 person factories, 20 person factories. And we've not only, you know, grown our business, but we've helped them grow and helped them hire people on the ground. And now they're both, you know, they started at 10 and 25. And I think they're both at like 60 plus people working there now. They're grateful. They're happy every day for it. And that didn't just happen because we decided to do that per se like it was a lot of hard work it made it harder on us to grow a business cuz it's not easy teaching you know teaching or guiding or helping uh, a smaller factory to operate at the size of a bigger one like totally. you know, with any business that's that's not easy and what happens a lot of times is people might start small somewhere and then the second they're big they'll drop that factory and go on to someone bigger and we've really committed to creating like a genuine product, building relationships on the ground in the places we're making our clothing. And I think, you know, I, I think that's just something I'd want to encourage other entrepreneurs, other brands to just take a look at and just, yeah. just see kind of what can you do to, um, you know, you're already going to be making a product. What can you be doing along that product creation way to make it a better experience for everyone that's helping you?
0: Totally. The way I look at it, there's two very concrete ways to impact change. One of them is put your money where your mouth is, vote with your dollar Mm -hmm. for sure. And the second is creating opportunity. Like if you want the world to look different, create the opportunities, own the business, create the jobs, create the opportunity. It doesn't promise equal outcome, but if I'm creating opportunity for people to crush it, then rising tide lifts all boats. Your success is my success. My success is your success. All my clients, like whenever I see them crushing it, I'm like, hell yeah. Like If we had just a tiny part to play in their story, then it's a win, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, that couldn't be more accurate. Yeah. We just we take a lot of pride in just, you know, we want to be a genuine business. We want to work with real people. We want to help other people have the best time they can have.
0: Of course. And
1: that's where we're at now.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, I feel like we could talk about this forever. We need a TED Talk situation here. But let's hit the people, <laughs> let's hit the people with some very practical fire questions at the end. Sure. Um, let's do it. Marketing and entrepreneurship. These are the two other buckets we haven't touched on yet. We have loosely, but Marketing channels have completely evolved since you've started your business, right? Being everywhere, being on all the things, being social, digital, web, print, whatever, print maybe, eh, question mark, but you still have print opportunities with your tags and things like that. What are kind of all of the marketing efforts and which ones do you feel like have been, have changed the most since you started?
1: Sure. I mean, I would say the biggest growth channel that we've had over the last few years has been... Facebook and Instagram ads, but right there with it is just, you know, organic, social, they reality is all your marketing channels work together. Mm-hmm. And if you only run ads and have zero energy on your like Instagram page, then that's going to sketch out potential customers. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, what am I buying from? Nevermind and and you lose customers but when you're actually doing your thing on your Instagram page when you're sending follow up emails to people that have expressed interest or abandoned their carts like that's when you see the full benefits of marketing when you just try to do what I'm not saying do everything possible but when you only do one channel or one thing you're just not going to get as much out of it as if you have other things going on in other places too.
0: And it's risk. That's high risk to put all your eggs in one yeah, basket. Yeah, So
1: I would, I would say like really for like for starting, for starting out the most important marketing channels to set up, I think are like, e- just like getting the like emails and like the automation flow set up, which simply means like, Hey, if somebody was about to purchase had a second thought in the moment or got busy with something else going on or opened another tab on their phone that you're there to remind them of it. Mm-hmm. Because those are really, those are the people that are interested in your product. And if you're not getting those, those sales and, and those initial customers, then it's going to be hard to grow later on. And then, yeah. And then just the, I would say the, like for us, the Facebook, Instagram has been super, it's been a super, just like core aspect of our business making sure we're on the platform organically, but then also uh, making sure that we're retargeting people that have had intention with the company and also using it to find new customers in new places. And we've, we've done that pretty successfully over the years. It's not an easy thing to set up. You got to test, test, test away, which is, I would say, the stage that we're in right now with TikTok, mm-hmm. which is, you know, we're, we're just... Follow the data. Yeah, we're, we're trying to figure things out how it works there. And obviously, it's a platform with a lot of opportunity. And right now, we're just kind of trying a lot of things, trying to get to the stage where it's not just using videos we have, but we're actually like coming up with some ideas in advance other the ones that do best are usually just like reactive to a quick trend. And you're getting it up in that moment. So, you know, I wish I could say I'm an expert there, but there's really once again no expertise, you just have to try a bunch of things. Totally. Um and go from there. Totally. But yeah, I would say marketing channel wise, those are the biggest ones. Influencers are I think obviously potentially great, but you can also like if you don't do it the right way, then it's kind of not necessary like the followers an influencer has it does not matter. Do they fit with what your brand, what your product is? And do they have an audience that sees that and wants to be a part of it?
0: And you can have the best marketing and the best influencer strategy in the world. But if your product, your business is shit, it doesn't matter
1: because people will find out and it
0: will come back around. That's a big part of it as well.
1: Yeah. And also just knowing like that influencers, you know, they're getting so many brands are reaching out to them like every day and you're not the only one. And how do you like separate yourself? Or if it's someone that's really important to your brand and you really want, it's like, if you could choose one person in the world to promote your product that year, like that's your person, then like, let them know that, like be a real person. Don't just send a copy paste template and hope that they'll post your stuff for free. Like it's really about telling the story, showing you're invested in them, that you want to be helping them just as much. I think for us with influencers, that's the biggest thing that we've realized is look like we, you know, we obviously would love for you to rock Kenny flowers and share that with your audience and get, help us gain awareness. But also we think that our clothing is going to help your content, help you thrive in whatever you're doing. And look, we're bringing that to the table too. You could post a dancing TikTok video in a white t-shirt and sweatpants, or you could wear a full lemon cabana set. And what do you think is going to grab a little more attention? Absolutely. Um, So we found like our best relationships with influencers. We've brought a lot to the table for them too, whether that's getting more eyeballs on their content or whether it's literally just one that we have a lot of joint followers and they're just so pumped to see them wearing Kenny flowers and then they become diehard followers on their side too. It's, uh, you know, it's really, it's like anything. It's like, it's a relationship. It's not just a one-way street.
0: Not a transaction. Exactly. What are, if you look back on your whole entrepreneurship journey from 2015 to now, what are kind of the gold nuggets that stick out in your brain of either advice or things that someone said to you or lessons that you learned that you feel like, man, I almost wish someone had told me this when I started? Any takeaways, any big things that stand out? It's a lot of time to cover.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would say the, I, tr- I you know, I did this from the beginning, but I still think it's like the most important thing to know in the beginning and every step of the entrepreneurial journey is like, listen to customers, they're going to tell you what they want, which from a business side means what you can sell, which means what keeps the door open another day, year, etc. So from the beginning, like our first shirts, like I really had, like I said, I had my own ideas of what would go into making a more modern Hawaiian shirt. But I knew that there were other guys out there that might Have certain details or things that they wish they had. And if I'm literally asking 20 guys, hey, like, what are you looking for in a shirt? When would you wear this shirt? And if you learn things like, oh, I would wear this shirt on a beach day, then you know to design things that are meant for the beach. If people say, oh, I would wear this shirt out at night, you would think more, what can I be designing to wear it out at night? So it just really, like, from the beginning stages, I would say that's important. Yeah. The, the other piece of, I guess, like golden nugget advice I'd, I'd give is in the beginning, I was like convinced I needed a business plan. And I kind of like, didn't really fully put it together by the time I got to Bali. And that ended up being a blessing because you don't know exactly what's going to work and how it's going to go. And if you're too stuck to a plan, you're not going to be flexible enough to make the big adjustments that you might need to know because the reality is whether it's like in your business or just like an approach to life like you're getting new knowledge you're learning new things every day and the equation that you base something off of yesterday might be different today and and I've really seen that kind of come to life over the last few years where you know what worked in year one might not be what works in year two and year three and if you're living in the past then you'll Get left in the dust. Left past, in the so, dust. See you yeah. later.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. These are great, great golden nuggets. Um, had such a good time talking with you. For anyone who is not following Kenny Flowers, which I can't imagine that they're not after the end of this episode, where can everyone find you guys, buy the stuff, check out everything, connect with you? Where's all the good places to do that?
1: Our website is Kennyflowers.com. That's where, you know, the real internet party goes on. But our uh, our Instagram is Kennyflowers underscore. My personal one's Kenny Hayesfield. I should be posting more from there, so i you will know, pick <laughs> that back up when the followers start coming in um and and then yeah, and then my my wife Jet set Christina, does a great job of kind of telling the story from her perspective and getting um you know really getting like the Kenny flowers out there the behind the scenes of you know what we're doing in a given day, week month year
0: amazing well send my best to christina tell her i say hello um we'll get her on the podcast too i gotta get both of you guys at some point thank you thank you thank you so much for joining us
1: yeah we've we've had some fun i think we did we did a podcast once together and it's definitely it's it's great yeah
0: yeah very cool oh my gosh okay thank you kenny this was awesome and we'll catch everybody next time see ya sounds good The Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group is also going to be a killer resource for you to ask questions, get feedback on anything branding, marketing, or entrepreneurship related. And to catch today's show notes or anything that we talked about in this episode, make sure you go to mkwcreative.co slash kmapod. We'll catch you next time.